You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Mm, It's Wednesday, midday. We are into it and ready to go, fired up. Wow, I could hardly hear that slurp. Really? Turn your hearing aids up a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Get the volume down. Are they on? Are they working? Are they working? <laughs> are the batteries charged? <laughs> yes. You people don't know what it's like to work in a geriatric ward like I do. <laughs> Let's just say it's hearing aids and depends. <laughs> depends on what's going to happen today. <laughs> uh, well... You're getting close to being oh, a sextagenarian. Buddy, I'm telling you, my elbows are on fire, and I'm like, what is wrong with me? And I look, I I believe I have tennis elbow. I've got some tendonitis going on in my elbows. Hmm. So, Have you been playing hockey? No, that's a thing. Wow. You know, no. I would have thought that that could have inflamed them or something. You know, no, but... I, I, think it's from, I think it's from the grandkids. I think it's from picking up the grandkids. So, (laughs) they're getting older and getting heavier, and I'm out of shape. So, yeah, wow. Oh, crazy. Hey, I only pick one up out of the three. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. Um, Hey, uh, I I was going to tell you this. We haven't talked about this for a long time because both of us are failures, but um, I met a guy the other day. He's lost 80 pounds doing nothing but intermittent fasting. So, I'm going to give it a go. Going to give it a try. I'm on day two. Good. Day two. Awesome. Of intermittent fasting. So I'm not eating anything after 5.30 in the evening, which is, mm-hmm. and the first night, I got to tell you, it was killer because yeah. your mind tells you, because this is my life. I get up, I have a cup of coffee. At lunchtime, I may eat or may not, depends on how busy I am. If I'm busy, about three o'clock, I'll start getting hungry and I'll have like four cookies. And then supper time rolls around, and man, I have a pretty good supper. But then I am still hungry from six o'clock till midnight when I usually go to bed. Yes. And man, I'm having popcorn, and I'm having cookies, and I'm having a bowl of cereal right before I go to bed. And so I'm sitting on the couch the other night, and it's seven o'clock, and I'm thinking, I, I got to have something. I got to have something. I felt like a dope addict, you know. I got to find my my source and you know find my stash of drugs and have something. And so, man, I'm looking for the LPC, nothing. I'm looking for, you know, some Oreos, nothing. I'm going into withdrawal. And I had to tell myself, literally, you don't need this. You're not hungry. I had to talk myself out of the tree. So here I am. Do I look thinner? Yes. <laughs> do I look thinner yet? <laughs> yes, you yeah, do. Yeah. Wait, move the mic. <laughs> That's okay. Right. There you go. That's right. So, oh man, I got to give it a go. I got to lose some weight because I didn't get to play hockey this year. I'm so ticked off. I didn't get to mm-hmm. play. I wanted to play so bad. And I couldn't get into a league. So that's exactly the way I play. So bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. I can't skate backwards. I could never play hockey. Oh well, just skate forwards really quick and turn around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And flip and knock myself out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I because I I still don't know how in the world you guys play hockey with those 
pointed picks on the front of those yeah, skates. We don't. I just we don't. have no idea. No. That's for the other boys. That's not for the guys. That's for the boys. <laughs> yeah, those guys aren't right. <laughs> if you got picks on your skates, you're not right if you're a guy. That's just not right. So I've seen some guys do some pretty incredible things with that stuff, but not this guy. No way. Well, I have done some pretty incredible stuff with pics on the front of my skates. <laughs> me too. It stops me immediately, oh. and I fly through the air oh, and slide down the rink. So. Oh, man. I did it one time. I, foolishly, I should never have done it. I did it one time, and that was enough. So It's on a date, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It went with another couple. Are <laughs> you trying to impress your girlfriend? Well... Yeah, I was. I was, and it didn't work at all. It was Ruthie. It was Ruthie. It didn't, man, it didn't work at all. I fell right on my face three times. Finally said, I'm not doing this. Took my skates off. Oh, crazy. Don't do it. Don't do it, I'm telling you. I bet she was very impressed. She was very impressed. Wow, so that's how the guys in Canada, Canada do it. Wow, that's She was impressed on how really fast great. I got them on and off. <laughs> <laughs> And how far I could throw them. <laughs> Stuck it into the forehead of the guy that gave them to me to wear. Oh, man. Okay, we're back to our question list. It's HCS. Yes. HCS question More questions time. from yeah. HCS. Yeah, yeah, we got lots. Andrews Christian School in Cleveland, Ohio. That's right. Great kids. Great time. Um, yes. So here's our next question on the list. Uh, this comes in, I believe it is anonymous. I didn't look at the name. I should have. Um I'll look for it when you're answering. I'll do that because I have the list in front of me here. So the question was, um, what do non-denominational churches believe, teach, and preach, and do they teach and preach salvation, non-denominational churches? Are they going to go to heaven? Are they going to go to heaven? Um, Well, the whole point of... People will call us, even though we're independent Baptists, they will call us that we have we are denominational. Right. In other words, there is a there is a code or a set uh, tenets that we follow according to our beliefs. And so that's why most churches have a doctrinal statement or, uh, you know, something in their church constitution and bylaws that that gives their their doctrinal beliefs that this is what we will hold to. And so that would be that would be a a a set of tenets or something that you go by. Non-denominational churches are basically someone who does not want a label. And more and more churches don't want a label. They want to be known as, you know, come to the river. You know, we're uh, come to the master's house. And many non-denominational churches do preach the gospel. Mm -hmm. There are some that do not. There are some churches that may be, you know, I think here in the United States, United Church of Christ, uh, United Methodist Church, Often, many of those are uh, they they are uh, they are a place for left wing politics to sort of uh, you know develop. They they embrace the left wing politics. They do not believe the Bible is the actual word of God, and they don't preach it. So there are some denominations that do not teach how to go to heaven. There's quite a few non-denominational churches that do preach the gospel 
and that's it. Generally, a non-denominational church does not have rules on baptism, mm-hmm. who can get baptized, who's accepted uh, by how they got baptized at wherever they came from. It's just, you know, we we just need Jesus and that's all. And that's true in order to go to heaven, mm-hmm. but it's not true in order to worship him according to the doctrines which he taught and the doctrines that we've been given in the scripture. So um, I think it's very foolish to say, you go to non-denominational church, you're probably not even saved. Right. There are some non-denominational churches. Mm-hmm. For me, I know the ones here in Columbus, large. Mm-hmm. There, there's probably 20 or more churches like that that run over 2,000. And I would say uh, out of those 20, let's just say it's 20, I, I can think of four they don't preach the gospel whatsoever, but the other 16 mm-hmm. do somewhat. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but that's all. Right. And they don't always preach it in a manner that's clear. And sometimes they, they emphasize only the grace of God, only the love of God, and not necessarily any of his judgment or something like that. But Hey, I'm just glad the gospel's preached. Right. I find that a lot of the non-denominational churches here were churches that were, you know, under a denominational name, and and we're careful mm-hmm. about saying denomination because as independent Baptists, yes. we're non-denominationalists, right? That's so true. A denomination means that there's somebody at the top telling the rest what to do, and there's a there's a head office, there's a figure. The Pope is part of the he's the head of the denomination of the Catholic Church. We don't have that. We don't have anything like that. So a lot of the non-denominational churches are just churches that took a name off that associated with them associated them with just one doctrinal position. So we have a church here in our town. It was called Faith Baptist Church. It was Faith Baptist Church for many, many, many years. It was a it was a good church. And at some point they said, we don't want to be identified with the Baptist churches anymore. So they dropped the name to Faith, um, just Faith, uh, I think it's called Faith Fellowship, or now it's, I think Faith... Uh, Christian is what it's called. Faith Community. Faith Community Church is what it's called. So they still hold to the same doctrinal position. They still teach and preach the same things. But they have changed uh, probably their standards, I would say, would be a change. They've changed um, their biblical usage. They at one time were King James. Now they're not anymore. Um, They do not frown on social drinking. Uh, They would preach against drunkenness, but not social drinking. And so they hold to a lot of the same doctrines that they used to and that we do, but they've dropped that name because they said that name has a connotation that we don't want people to associate us with. I don't know what that was. Um, You know, to me, our name Baptist identifies us with something good, not something bad. Um, Baptists have always been strong Bible believers, strong strong Bible preachers, uh, strong soul winners. And so those are all good things to me. I don't want to drop that. I don't want to lose that. And my pastor used to say that on our money, there is a face, there is a number, and there is a color. And that's, that's happened in America now, too. There was a day when it was just green. But those numbers and those faces, they told us what denomination of bill that was. It identified what that bill was. And so our name identifies who we are. He said, if you don't have any denomination, you have nothing. And that's, you know, I I don't know if I can say that strongly, but 
if I don't have something that tells people who I am, then who am I? And I guess they would say, well, come in and find out, or, you know, we're all things to all men or whatever they would say. But I, I like the identification. I want to know who I'm talking to. I want to know where I'm going. And if you go long enough, you'll find out. And like you said, Brother Wolf, and that's what I find, that not a strong stance on baptism, not a strong stance on the Holy Spirit relationship, not a strong stance on, you know, the believer um, having to choose or be identified with any of those things. And that's my experience as well. So I'd say that. So, yeah. I think Hebrews says, therefore, leaving the doctrines of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Right. And so, you know, you need doctrines. Yeah. To grow yeah. and to give you some structure. So, um, you know, a, do- a denomination doesn't always have to have a head at the top, but it is generally it's identifiable mm-hmm. with a uh, tenet of beliefs. Right. And so that's why people would say, because we're Baptists, even though we're independent Baptists, uh, that even though we're Baptists, they would say we are denominational. Mm-hmm. And so I can understand them saying that just that we are independent, but we do identify, obviously, with Baptist doctrine. Yeah. I'll say this. I was with some folks just the other day, uh, and they go to a non-denominational church, and they were sweet people. Love the Lord. And they were talking about soul winning, and they were excited about what the Lord's doing in their lives and working with some young people. And it was a great visit. I really enjoyed my time with them. Um, Do we differ on some things? Yes. But I have to say that they are Christian people. They love the Lord. Uh, I believe that um, they are wanting to grow in the Lord. So uh, I'm not I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. There are some great people in churches that just don't have a name like ours, um, and their doctrine would be different. And doctrine does divide. That's why we have different churches. If we all believe yep. the same thing, we'd all be in one church. And so that brings the division. So they have some doctrines that I'd not agree with, and, and I have some doctrines they'd not agree with. And I know this, when I get to heaven, I will see them there. And uh, I'm I'm sure of that. Their salvation is as strong as mine, and so I would I would leave it with that. All right. Any more? Are you ready to move on? Yeah, I wouldn't leave it with that. <laughs> well, I I do agree. Yeah. I I am I am arm and arm with everything you said. But you know, as we're talking to young people, um, I am Baptist yeah. because of Baptist doctrine. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us Baptist. There's a there's some people that may put Baptist on the name, and they don't really believe right. Baptist doctrine. Right. And then there's other people that take the name Baptist off, but they do hold to Baptist doctrine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you are what you believe. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, here's our next question. Uh, what's the best advice for someone? Oh no, no, sorry, that's not right. I've got to back up here. Um, what advice would you give? to a saved individual. What's the best advice you could give to a saved individual? So every saved individual, mm-hmm. you told them one thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, That's a good question. <laughs> so many verses I know, go through my mind. I know. But what I would have to say, fear God mm-hmm. and keep his commandments for this is the whole duty of man. Mm-hmm. Be steadfast, unmovable always abounding in the work of the Lord. Just be solid. Just stay at it. I am so tired of Christianity's up and down and in and out and, you know, wishy-washy. Just get solid. Get doing something for Christ. Move forward. 
That, that would be mine. I just, I want to see people do something for Christ while being Christ, while being Christ-like. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's it. That's it. Wow. That's the I one thing. I thought you'd have more there. Okay. All right. Um, well, well, I... They limited. They were smart enough to limit us. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, one... What's one piece of advice? Um, I... Yeah, I want to say more on that. I, I, I want to tell every Christian that Christ is coming, and I believe he's coming soon. I know preachers have said that for 2,000 Amen. years. He's coming soon. We There is a movement today in, in many parts of Christianity where they think less is more, and I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I'm studying the revivals. I'm working on a great message the Lord's given me about revival. Everybody's seeing, and I don't know if you've seen online or you've heard of what's happening in Kentucky. There's a revival mm-hmm. happening in Kentucky. And I I've, I've know some strong preachers, independent preachers, who have said they believe that this is quite possibly a real moving of the Spirit of God there in Kentucky. When I study what revival is, I, I just don't see people doing what caused revival back then and maybe maybe revival changes in the ages i don't know but the bible never changes the bible doesn't change and if you study yeah. out revival israel was in a terrible place they were not serving god the nation was a disgrace to god god was ready to destroy it and christians began to cry out with christians the old testament saints began to call out to god and beg god and started to change their lives in hopes of changing their nation back to what it should be and I think that's that's where we're at today as nations, both Canada and America. We have got to realize that God should be punishing us severely, judging us severely for the sin of our nations. And we better get on our face and start begging God as Christians to that God would help us, empower us to be more of what we should be. And I'm not so concerned about what's going on in the halls of uh is it, I can't remember. Is it, it's not Ashbury, is it? Is it Ashbury? Ashbury, yeah. Ashbury. I, I don't. I'm not concerned about what's going on in the halls. I'm concerned about what's going on outside of the halls. What's what's going forth out of that? And I hope and pray. I pray it is revival. I'd love to see it if it is. I, I'm hoping that that's going out into the highways and byways, and people are hearing the gospel and being saved and drawn to the worship of God. Man, that's my hope and prayer. I want to see it. I really do. And so I would say that is to a Christian today. Just let's live knowing that Christ is coming and that this nation needs revival. Okay. Okay, so, so the next question is very similar. It says, what lesson would you give to your... T- uh, no, that's not right either. Yeah, what's the best advice for someone growing up in today's society? There it is. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. You get the lead on this one. Since I just sputtered off for an hour. Well... I don't care what the society is. We've got to be followers of Christ. I mean, you need to love the Lord with all your soul, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, and then love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that's that's what the Lord said. On those two things hang all the law and the, and the commandments and the Word of God. It's wrapped up in both of those things. And so, um, man... <laughs> If you're growing up in this society, you can be right. Yes. 
and you can you can be clean and you can be holy so um we should not let we should not let the world influence us and i i just have made some decisions in my own life here recently that um, I feel like I have been allowing the world to influence me, and so I've taken some steps to stop it mm. because I think we all we all just have to fight that all the time. But don't think that it's impossible. You can live as clean as you want to because God will help you. Mm-hmm. I would say be real and be consistent. Be real and be consistent. Be a real Christian. Be what a Christian ought to be, and then live that consistently. Don't don't mess that up. Don't for a moment run off to something else in the world and you know have your time at that and try to think, well, is this better than Christianity? No, just just get cemented in what is Christianity. And for those in this society that don't know Christ, and we always take for granted that everyone listening to this podcast is saved. Let me reach out to maybe some that aren't today. Maybe there's somebody just came Amen. across this or you're listening with someone else and you're not saved. My advice to you is come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior Amen. and jump into the pool, into the deep end with both feet and get all the way in and love the things of Christ. Enjoy the things of Christ. Have fun with the things of Christ. And that will make your Christian life awesome. It'll be hard at times. It'll be difficult. But at the same time, um, you've got Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, the Heavenly Father, and the fellowship of the saints to help you as you travel on in this world. So that would be mine. That would be mine. Okay, last question for today. And uh, we're right at about 20 minutes, so 21 minutes. Um, Talking about the resurrection of the dead. What happened to those? We can't do that one in a short amount of time. You want to leave it? Let's let's do the, is being in a gang okay? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay we'll, we'll move the resurrection if we're of the gonna dead. if we're gonna be quick okay. there's no way we can do that all one. right so we'll leave that question that that'll be the little teaser for friday um what happened with the resurrection of the dead uh in the new testament when christ arose there were people that resurrected what happened to them what what's that all about all right so we'll talk about that on friday um is it all right to be in a gang absolutely you can be in my gang. It's the cool kid gang. <laughs> we go around helping people and try to be nice to people and help seniors across the road and the cool kid gang. <laughs> yeah, about thirty years ago or more, there was a uh, there was a radio show for kids on the Moody Bible Network. It's the Sugar Creek Gang, Sugar Creek gang that's right. walking down the road. Wow. So yeah. it's okay to be in the Sugar Creek Gang. Yeah, I was in the Apple Dumpling Gang. <laughs> okay, Don Knotts. Don Knotts and Tim Conway. Quite possibly one of the funniest movies ever made. So, yeah, very clean, very simple. So, Well, you know, the thing is, the Lord gives us a church that we can be a member of. Yeah. And every other organization is trying to copy what they cannot have in a church. You know, I'm a member at the club, and they live their life for the club, or or a gang. I'm a mm-hmm. member of a gang, or, uh, you know, whatever it may be. You know, we're trying to get value. We're trying to find worth. But, man, you find it in Jesus Christ, and, yeah. and there's a blessing in being an active member 
in a local church that uh, is just such a sense of belonging, and we thank the Lord for it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a great gang that I hang out with, and they're my friends, and they encourage me, and they strengthen me. Yeah, be a part of a gang. Not the kind of gang that the world would think of, you know, a bunch of gang bangers, drug addicts, and thieves, and people like that. No, that's, you don't want to be a part of that. And again, we take for granted, but maybe there are some today thinking, well, that's my way out. You know, maybe I live in a neighborhood where I have to, you know, bend to that, or I have to be a part of that. Run from that as best you can. Run, run. There's nothing good there. Everybody wants to be Amen. part of something. Everybody wants to be loved and appreciated by someone. And the trick of those false gangs is that they tell you that they love you and care about you, but they really don't. Um, the, the gang of Jesus Christ should be, and, and if this isn't the case in your youth group or your church, you change that, should be a group of people that want to help you and love you and direct you to the things of Jesus Christ and to becoming a better person in the things of Jesus Christ. That's the gang I want to be a part of. Worldliness is always a pressure from outside. Hey, if you're going to be part of this gang, you got to go beat that person up, or you got to do this, or you got to be part of us, and you've got to commit a crime. Uh, you know, if you're going to be part of this club, uh, you know, it's a maybe a very wealthy area. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know you need to be here at these events you need to, there's always that pressure 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 mm-hmm. uh from the outside and if you're in a church youth group where there's a bunch of pressure to try to fit in man that's a wrong attitude mm-hmm. that is in there because it ought to the lord works from within to the outside he changes us from within and it emanates outward and so if there's a lot of peer pressure that you feel at church then you be the one to change it. You Amen. walk against the gra- you go against the grain. You you walk upstream. You you just uh, follow the Lord, and don't worry about anybody making fun of you or saying snide things about you. You just follow the Lord, and pretty soon, all it takes is just one dedicated teenager. You can change an entire youth department by the grace of God. Amen. Good advice, and thank you, Heritage Christian School, for some awesome, awesome questions. These kids are thinking. Amen. I love it. Perfect. And uh, that's Wednesday. We're going to wrap it up for there. We'll be back on Friday and start out with a question on uh, the resurrected with Christ. Where did they go? What are they doing? Where are they? Are they still here? Um, interesting thought. I've never had anybody ask that question ever in my life before, so that'll be fun to tackle. I'm Al Stone. I'm in St. Thomas. I'm bearing down for a storm that is coming through as we record this. Uh, They're calling for heavy uh, ice and winds and power outages. It's going to be a great time. So I've got my marshmallows. I've got my candle. I'm all set to go. (laughs) Warm blanket. Do you have to go anywhere here very soon or Uh, can you weather it out? I'm flying out. We're recording this on Wednesday and I'm flying out on Friday. And so I'm hoping I'm heading to Tennessee to Bible Baptist Church, mm. and then from there over to, to uh, the Charlotte, uh, North Carolina area. So Rock Hill, mm-hmm. South Carolina. So, yeah, looking forward to that. But, uh, yeah, I'm hoping things don't get messed up too bad, backlog too bad. Say I, hi to Nikki Haley for me. I'll do it. I'll do it. There you go. <laughs> I'm Al Stone. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, please give us a rating and review, and make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast, whatever. Ooh, this is that what we call ourselves now? Whatever. I, I don't want to get favorite. technical. Oh, so well, yeah. yeah, don't do that. Yeah. We know our audience. I don't want to say platform. I just platform. 
Yeah. Just a whatever. You got it. Thanks. <laughs> Our listening audience is confused enough already. <laughs> this is the Tim Talks in the top 100 in Canada, religious podcast. Um, number one in the bowels of the basement of uh, the North Carolina <laughs> Catholic Church. And number one in your no, hearts, number I'm sure. Two. No, oh, number two. <laughs> wow. wow. But I'm sure number one in your hearts as you listen today. Come back Friday. We'll be ready for you. I've got the coffee already brewing. We'll see you on Friday. This is the Tim Talks. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.